Get it. Get it. 
That's it, church. Bless the name of the Lord. Worthy. We love you, Lord. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life. So I can be free. I can be Give you praise. 
opportunity, God, to come before you. We thank you, Father God, that your word is nigh unto us, even in our mouth, even in our heart, the word of faith, which I preach, which we preach and proclaim in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that as I open my mouth on today that you have already filled it. And I thank you, God, that people that are listening unto your word today will be healed, delivered, and set free on today. I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives on the inside of me. And for all of that, God, I give you glory, I give you honor, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Y'all, God is so good because the weather looked as if we could not have in um, drive-in services on today. But how many know that God hears the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. Hallelujah. And they availeth much. So we give God glory for hearing us when we call on him. Because the word said when we call on him, he will answer us and show us great and mighty things. So far we have been teaching on the word is medicine. We have been teaching on life um, coming from the word of God. And I want to quote this scripture again because I want to make sure that this scripture is on the inside of us. And in the word it says Proverbs. We go into Proverbs 4 to start out with, but I'm going somewhere else. Proverbs 4 verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and they are health to all flesh. So they are life unto all those that find them. We have to find the word of God, and we, when we find it, we have to know that the word is life unto us. The word will quicken you. The word will bring life unto you. And that's what we need above everything is the word of God, the word of life. Not only does it bring life, but it gives us healing. It gives us medicine. So the word is your medicine on the day. So take heed to the word. I'm saying this. Pay attention. Incline your ear. When you're paying attention, you're inclining your ear to what the word has to say. Because you know the word will bring you life. And I guarantee you today, if you pay attention to his word, which gives you life which is your medicine, you will not leave here the same. 
If you come here one way, you're going to leave another because the word is being spoken unto you today. So we have to take that spoken word because it is alive. It is living. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces. It divides the joints from the marrow, the soul from the spirit. The word knows all about you. So allow the word today to be life. Allow it to come alive to you. Allow the word to quicken you, to bring life to you today. So pay attention to it. Don't let the enemy distract you. Don't let the enemy come in and take the word of life from you because the word gives Life, And not only does it give life and not only is it medicine unto you, but the word brings light and it exposes the darkness. So whatever is deep within you, I'm here to tell you today that the word is going to expose it because God is about light. He is not about darkness. In him is light. And we are light if we're born again. And we're supposed to be the light unto the world that shines in the midst of a dark world. So open your hearts and receive this word, this engrafted word with meekness because it is able to save your soul. Take your mind off of what somebody said about you. Take your mind off of what you heard and ask the Lord, say, Lord, I want this word to get deep on the inside of me. It gets so deep, it becomes a fire, burning up everything that's on the inside of me that's not of you because you are his temple. He lives on the inside of you. You are a spiritual being. So whatever is going on in you, that's not right. I guarantee you that if you take the word and you begin to meditate on that word, whether it's for healing, whether it's for deliverance, whether it's for peace or whatever it may be, if you take the word of God, it's going to expose everything that's not like God and it cannot live in the same house that God is inhabiting. You are his temple. So allow this word to get deep on the inside of you. God has given me another word on today, but I wanted to bring that back to you before we go into this word. Go with me to Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians, the second chapter. And I'm going to begin at verse 9 and end at verse 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And while you get in there, come on and honk your horns because you know that God is good. Hallelujah. God is good even in the midst of what's going on in our lives. And he remains good no matter what's going on. God is a good God. Amen. Philippians chapter 2 beginning at verse 9 it says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'm going to say this again. Wherefore, God also have highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. The Bible says that God highly exalted him. When you read that in in another version, it says, so God raised, exalted him to the highest place. So Jesus is exalted to the highest place. And he's given him a name that's above every name. 
So every name that's in your life that is um, trying to come against you, whether it's with sickness, whether it's with pain, whether it's with depression, whatever that name may be. I'm here to tell you on today that there is a name that is above every name. That's what I want you to get in your spirit. Jesus' name is above every name. And we're looking at his name like it's nothing. When we're going through dealing with this pandemic, dealing with COVID-19, people have put COVID, I'm even talking about Christian folks, have put COVID above that name. And the reason why we're putting it above that name, because we don't know the power that's in that name. When you know the power that's in that name, you're trusting that name above every name. The word don't lie. Pay attention. Incline your ear to what's being said today. His name is above COVID-19. His name is above COVID-19. His name is above COVID-19. His name, the name of Jesus, is highly exalted above COVID-19. COVID-19 has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Not only COVID-19, but every name that's coming at you has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. So we have to know that every sickness, every disease, whatever they call it, whatever they come up with, has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And when we get that deep within us, we don't just use that name just to be using it. But when we use that name, we know that it's bowing down because of the name and not because of us. And God gave me a illustration. How many drink water? How many been buying water? Just unscrewing the cap, drinking the water, right? You don't ask questions whether the water is good or whether the water is bad. This water here is called Dasani. We, some of us have our brand names of um, water that we drink because it has a different taste than any other water. But we take the water, not even thinking about the effects coming from the water, not thinking about who poured the water in the bottles, not thinking about who hands have touched the bottle, not thinking about if somebody has put their lips on here before it was sealed. We don't think, we just take it because of his name. We put the water above Jesus. His name is above even the water you drink. His name is above even the 
fertilizer that you were using, they found out it was something wrong with it. And it could cause certain things to your hands because of the effect coming from the hand sanitizer. That's when you begin to call on Jesus. Now you want to call on him because you're finding out what they said the hand sanitizer could cause. We should always call on Jesus. Not just calling on him when something is happening in our lives. But we call on him because we know his name is high and is lifted up and is above every name. There's something else that we use all the time. Lysol. Disinfected spray. We put our trust in this and say if I spray it and I dash under it, I'm protected from COVID-19. Now I can go out because it's going to last about 24 hours. So I got about all day to go out and do what I got to do. But let me tell you something. There's a name that's the Bob Disinfected Spray that will last for eternity that never dies out. But we trust these products. Come on, somebody. We trust these products that man made more than we trust the name of Jesus. I'm going to read it again. The Bible says, Wherefore God also have highly exalted Jesus and given him a name that's above every name. First of all, he highly exalted him. Go with me to Ephesians, the first chapter. And this is the prayer that Paul was praying. And I'm going to start at verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Why was Jesus set at the Father's right hand? Because Jesus had finished what the Father sent for him to do. He finished the work that we couldn't finish. He finished the work that we couldn't even start. Jesus finished that work. What was that a work that he done? His death, his burial, and his resurrection. He died on our behalf. That was something that we could not do for ourselves. Come on, we didn't mind him dying for us. We didn't mind him taking on charges that he didn't even deserve. We didn't mind him taking on the sins of the whole world. He died so we can live. It was a great exchange. He exchanged his righteousness for our sins. It was a great exchange. We didn't mind him dying for us, an innocent person who knew no sin, who became sin for us, so we can become the righteousness of God through him. We didn't mind all of that because we didn't want to die. He died so we can live. But now that he has risen, he risen so we can be justified, so we can be made righteous in the eyes of God, not because of us, but because of him. And then it says that far above all principalities. I want you to listen to this. Jesus is far above all principalities, powers and might and dominion. He's far above all of those things. And every name. That is name, not only in this world, but also in the world which to come. Come on, his name is above every name. His name is above every name in this world and the world which is to come. 
Jesus' feet. He's walking on top of that stuff. He's over. He's beyond that. Above that. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So Jesus' name. First, he's highly exalted. When Jesus did what the Father called him to do. When he finished the work, he sat down. See, the priests, they had to stand daily. They could never sit because sin was never dealt with. It was covered. But once Jesus dealt with the sin of the whole world, he dealt with past, present, and future sins. He said, I'm going to wipe it out. I'm going to clear your record for past, present, and future sins. He said, I'm going to do this for you, and I'm doing this for you because I love you. That's why the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that those who believe in him shall not perish, but they shall have everlasting life. The only way that you're going to have everlasting life is through Jesus. Everything is centered around Jesus. Everything is about what Jesus done. Not what you will ever do. Not what you're trying to do. But his name is highly exalted above every name. He's highly exalted. God put him in a position of a high position. He's over principalities, dominions, thrones. He is king of kings. He is lord of lords. He is the almighty. So we have to see him for what he is, y'all. If we see him for what he is, if we forget to use hand sanitizer, we know that we're covered. We're covered by what Jesus done. If your mind is so much on who's around you, then you don't know about the name of Jesus. If your mind is on, should I go in and this way and come out that way? Your mind is not on Jesus. Whichever way you go, there's a name above that. And we have to recognize that name. Don't just say that name just to be saying it, y'all. Say that name because you know that there is power in the name of Jesus. But before God did this concerning Jesus... The word of God says why he did it. This is why he highly exalted him. This is why he gave him a name above all names. Why did God do it? The word of God tells us why. It says in verse 6, Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus was God himself. But what did he do? He became a servant. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Jesus took and come down. God himself from heaven. He stripped himself of who he was. Y'all got to understand. God needed a man. He needed a man that was in the flesh to die for all of us who had no sin. So God had to come off of his throne. He had to become a servant. He had to become in the flesh just like humanity. So by him. 
himself. And this is where I'm going. See, this name, Jesus got this name. He got this position through dying. Through dying on our behalf. So guess what God was telling me? He said he humbly submitted himself to the will of God, to the way of God. And this is what God is saying today, y'all. Humility brings obedience. And God had me to stay there for a while dealing with being humble. Jesus was humble. That Why was he humble? Listen, he had to come off a throne. He had to submit himself unto God, unto a dying world that did not deserve it. So he had to let go of himself of who he was. What is God saying today? Some of us have not let, let go. We have not emptied ourselves of us. Because when you empty yourself of you, you will realize I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Jesus humbled himself. He was obedient even unto death. A person that's humble will be obedient to what God is saying outside of what they want to do. When God say don't go this way, even though pride wants you to go that way, you humbly submitting yourself unto God. This is why the Bible says submit to God. You got to obey God. You got to submit to God's way of doing things. Then it said resist the devil and he shall flee. Some of y'all are trying to resist Satan, but you ain't submitted to God. You have not become obedient unto God. And until we become obedient unto God, you could be using Jesus' name, but you in disobedience using his name that's above every name. So we have to understand, obedience is better than sacrifice. Don't just use his name. But you're not being obedient to the name that you're using. Jesus was obedient unto God, even unto death. That takes humility. But then the Bible tells us, go with me to 1 Peter. 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, is talking about being submissive to elders. Being submissive to the ones that rule. But then it gets to the part in verse 5, it says... Likewise, ye younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another. And I love this. Be clothed with humility. Be clothed with humility. That means you got to put humility on just like clothes. It got to be upon you. When you are so humble, it don't matter what people are saying. You're going to stand on what God has already said. You're going to humbly submit yourself unto him. This is why the Bible says when you do this, for God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. And then it says humble yourself, therefore under the mighty hand of God, and you will be exalted in due season. Until you come down, until you bring yourself to your lowest point, God cannot exalt you. Some of us don't want to come down because we're so full of pride, but we act like we're not. Anytime you're not being submissive, Anytime that you're coming against one another, this is what Paul was talking about in the book of Philippians. He said, you got to become just like Jesus. 
What did Jesus do? Even at the point of death, he was obedient unto God. You got to be willing to die to your flesh. Even though you right, you become wrong. That's a humble person. You don't debate the word. When you know what the word says, you go on. You humbling yourself. Because you know that the word is not going to change. Jesus became obedient even unto death. This is why God exalted him. How do we do this? Y'all, it's so easy because this is what the word of God says. In the book of Matthew, to get to humility, this is what Jesus told his disciples. Jesus told them, he said, whomsoever want to follow me. He had to deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. He was talking to his disciples. He said, if you want to follow me, he said, you got to deny yourself. What does deny mean? It means lose interest in you. You got to become more interested in others than you're interested in your own. Let me say that again. You got to become more interested in others. Then you are in yourself. And I'm going to break that down a little bit more. Because people need to understand. And I'm going to say this. We got selfishness in the body of Christ. We don't want to do for people because we always thinking about what about me. You ain't died yet. Because whatever God tell you, it's not about you. It's about him. It's not about you. It's about him. See, flesh want to do what flesh want to do. A humble person that's submitted unto God is saying, God, flesh don't want to do it. But because you tell me to do it, I'm going to die to my flesh and I'm going to submit myself unto you. And when you submit yourself unto him, you're crucifying. You know that you've been crucified with Christ. So this is why. This is what another version says. It says, then Jesus said to his followers, his disciples, if people want, anyone wants to follow me, they must give up the things they want, deny themselves, turn from selfishness, and aside from their own interests. They must be willing even to give up their lives, to take up the cross and follow me. Some of us said, I have given up my life for Jesus. But when you truly have given up your life for Jesus... You recognize it's not what I want no more. It's what he want. Because the Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ. If you know that you have been crucified with Christ, that life that you used to live is not the life that you're living now. The life that you're living now is your new life in Christ. You're representing who you are in him. You're representing his life. You're representing his way of doing things. His way of living. It ain't your way of living no more. It ain't your way of doing no more. God wants you to let go of you so much that you're crying out and saying, God, though I don't want to do it, I know what your word says. And as you're breaking down that flesh, you are doing what the will of God would have for you to do. But some of us, we always question God. We always say, well, God, I want to do it, but ain't no but with God. Whatever he say, do you do it? Even if your money looking funny, you do it. Even when you don't feel like doing it, you do it. Why? Because Jesus was obedient unto death. And the things that God have you to do, I'm going to tell you why he have you to do. 
them. He said, I got to kill the flesh. That flesh ain't dead yet. He said, I got to kill the flesh. I got to kill those areas in your life that you think that you have overcome. I have to show you that you have not overcome those areas yet. This is why sometimes we have wilderness experiences. We go through some wildernesses that we don't understand. God, why am I out here in this wilderness? God, I'm honoring you. I'm doing what your word tell me to do. But God says there's areas in your life that's hidden, that need to be exposed. There's areas in your life that you will give for this, but you won't give for this. So I'm going to show you how to use the little that you have so you can give with your whole heart. God said, I want your heart. Not your pocketbook. I want your heart, not your pocketbook. If I can get your heart, already got your pocketbook. Some of y'all are giving for the wrong reason. He said, if I got your heart, I got everything that I need. You don't have to be forced to do nothing. Anytime something is asked of you, and you mummering and you complaining, you ain't humbled yourself. You ain't died yet. God wants cheerful givers, not giving because somebody else gives, but he wants cheerful givers. He wants people to be running out, giving what he say give, not what man say give. When you give the way God tell you to give, you don't miss it. But when you got to sit there and think about it, and you got to ponder over it, come on, you ain't gave up a part of you yet. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, You got to let go of selfishness. You got to lose interest in what you got to do. Or what's going to be left if I do this or if I do that. He said you got to pay attention to what I'm saying unto you. You got to incline your ears. Letting it not to depart from your heart. My word got to get so deeply rooted in you. Family don't move you off of what I say. Government don't move you on what I say. Even though we obey the laws of the land, we don't forget who we serve. We don't forget that he's a mighty God. The more you listen to government, the more you listen to man, you bowing your knee to man, but you're not bowing him to God. God said, have no other God before me. This is why Jesus, when he done the um, temptation with Satan. Satan knew that he was the God of this world. But what he wanted Jesus to do was bow a knee unto him. Jesus knew, I'm not bowing my knee unto you. God is the only God that I worship. God is the only God that I'm going to bow down to. I don't care what you offer me. You can offer me this whole world, but for me to lose my soul ain't worth this world. And some of us are going on what the world has instead of going on what you don't know what you got. God has given you everything that represent him. And everything that represent him is life. Are we going to go through some things? Yes. We're going to go through some things here on earth. But through going through those things... God want to know, are you going to still trust me? Are you still going to depend on me? Do you know who I am? Do you know I'm not going to leave you? No, I'm not going to forsake you. Do you know that my name is going to be glorified through this? My name is going to get the glory through what you're going through. Because my name, his name is above everything.
every name. And the thing is, y'all, when God was giving me this, he was showing me so much of what the world is at this point. Before COVID-19 came, everybody was talking the talk and walking the walk. We was talking about God can, God will. We talking all of that. God got me, da-da-da-da-da. But soon as COVID-19 hit the same, we lasted for a little while. But when it started getting longer past where we were, we began to bow our knee to COVID-19. We began to quit doing what we was used to doing, living a life of Christ. We would watch what other people do and then we would follow pursuit. But you're supposed to be the light in the midst of darkness. No, I'm not saying go outside of what the government is telling you to do. You follow the laws of the land, but you don't stop doing what you do because of what the news say. Everybody is saying something different. So whom report are you going to believe? This is why you got to stay up under the shadow of the Almighty. You got to know that he is your strong tower. And we are the righteous. And when we run into that strong tower, the word of God said we are safe. But that safe means we're put on high. We put up there with him. We above what's trying to attack us. We above all of these things. And that's what we're supposed to know. That his name, his name, his name, his name is above every name. And if we recognize his name is above every name, we wouldn't take the name lightly. And then the Lord began to show me this. He said, being that his name is above every name, knees are going to bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. See, when you mention the name of Jesus, knees are bowing. We do not reverence that name or honor that name like we need to. Yes, we've been trained after prayer to say in the name of Jesus like we've done something. It ain't you that done anything. It's the name that's doing the work. That's why we close our prayers in the name of Jesus. Did y'all not know that that's why they're taking it out of schools? Because if they put it in schools and it's openly said, there's going to be a moving and a shaking because of that name. Come on, go back in the word of God. When we look in the word of God, oh God, it's just so good when you go in the word and you understand what the word of God is saying. I like this right here. Let me find it. They wanted Peter and them to not use that name. Because there was results coming from that name. And let me tell you about the results. Peter come up on a man, and y'all know this well, Acts chapter 3. When he come up on that man, that man was lame. And they were laying him at the gate of the temple. Now y'all check this out. They were bringing him, a certain man was lame from his mother's womb. Can you imagine? From his mother's womb, he was lame at birth. And he was carried at the gate of the temple daily, which is called beautiful to ask the bomb. So I want y'all to check this. Sometimes we're thinking that we're helping.
people by taking them to the house of God. That's good. But when they get to the house of God, there's supposed to be some change. So when they took him and laid him there so he can beg for alms, so he can beg for what he need. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked alms of them. I like this. This is what Peter said. Silver and gold. Have I none. But such as I have. I'm going to stop right there. Peter knew what he had. That was worth more than silver and gold. Y'all, I want you to hear me. Peter knew I can give you money. But that ain't going to last. How many know money get away from you? As soon as you get a paycheck, you living from paycheck to paycheck. That was not God's plan. You waiting on another paycheck to pay something else. That's not God's plan. That's not his plan. But that's the way we do in the world. We live from paycheck to paycheck and praying that we'll get another check because that check ain't enough because we got so much debt. So Peter said, such as I have, I'm going to ask you, do you know what you got? Do you know what you have? It means more than money. He said, such as I have, I give. Peter was given what he had. What did Peter have? He had a name that was above every name. And he began to say, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He knew that name. Was above every name. He has so much um, security in that name. That he even helped him get up. Because he knew. At the name of Jesus. That man was going to be walking. Because he knew it was healing in that name. He knew it was power in that name. He knew that everything. That was needed. Was in that name. So Peter was using that name. And as they was using that name. And miracles was coming forth in that name. The Bible goes on to tell me that they didn't want him to use that name. He said there's no other name whereby you can be saved but by that name. See, it's salvation even in that name. So we got to understand that's a powerful name. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, I'm in Acts 4, 13, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. Come on, they knew. They were not taught by them. They knew. They unlearned and they're ignorant. Come on, when your education come from God, when your power come from God, people want to know, where did you get that from? I got it from a place that you ain't been. I got it from Holy Ghost school. I got it from a place that you ain't been. You may have been in cemetery school all your life. But the school I've been in has taught me about the name that's above every name. The school that I have been in taught me about a name that every knee got to bow to that name. Did your school really teach you about Jesus? So they said they were unlearned. And behold the man which was healed standing with them. They could not say anything against it. Come on y'all. It's proof in that name. See when you say that name. It's going to be something that's going to happen. Through that name. That's going to give proof. That that name is above. Come on don't just say the name. When you say the name. There's going to be manifestation. From that name. 
And then they say in this, they couldn't do nothing else. Let me tell you what they had to do. They knew things were happening in that name. They commanded them to go aside so they can go into council. And this is what they said. Indeed, a noble miracle have been done by them and is manifest to all. We cannot deny it. They couldn't deny what was done in that name. But let me tell you how they tried to stop it. But that it spread no further. Among the people, let us greatly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in that name. Have anybody read that? Have you really read it? Because they didn't want them to speak to no man in that name. Because they knew when they spoke in that name, healing was going to be released in that name. Deliverance was going to be released in that name. And they weren't going to exalt them no more. They were going to exalt that name. So look what happened. This is what Peter said. And they called them and commanded them not to speak. Listen at this. Not to speak at all. Nor to teach in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered and said unto them. Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more. Then unto God judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So that meant I'm not going to stop speaking in that name. Because I know that there's power in that name. I'm not going to stop speaking. I'm not going to stop teaching. Because I know what comes through that name. So I'm asking you today. Quit saying his name if you don't know what's released through that name. Quit praying in that name if you're not believing in that name. Because this is what Peter said. It's nothing that we have done. See, Peter was humbling himself to say it's nothing that we have done. It is his name by which this man was healed. And it's faith in that name that this man was healed. So why? Is healing not taking place? Why is deliverance not taking place? It's because we don't have faith in that name. We have faith in everything else but that name. When man tell you something, you take man at his word. When man tell you this is what we have to do, one thing I can say about man. See, you got people that go through school. Yes, we want to go through school. We want to be well educated. But while we're being well educated, we need to take on what's written. Because well educated people become so prideful. I remember I was watching a movie. And they was trying to prove that this little young boy mother was killed by drugs. Killed by drugs that was given to her from a doctor. So the lawyer was up there and he was presenting his case and he got the lady who helped do the drug to bring it out to the market. And she was well educated, had all these PhDs, knew about every medicine and everything. So when he was questioning her about the medicine, she was running down her degrees. She was running down how she spoke in these major conferences. How she gave people this and how she gave people that. How she never made any mistakes. So then this is how the man got her. She was so confident. He said, but let me ask you.
you a question. You so confident in what you do, there's no failure, right? She said, I'm confident in what I do. There's no failure in that drug. He said, you so confident, but y'all didn't um, stand up to the effects that the drug have on the human body. She said, there's nothing wrong with the drug. What this man proved to her that day, he began to tell her, he said, well, let me tell you this. When you found out the effects of the drug, since you so good in what you do, did you not tell somebody to pull it off the market because you were so sure that it caused this effect in this lady? She got silent. So the man had an envelope in his hand and she knew that man have all the evidence showing that I knew that that drug was wrong. And that I told them that it was wrong and they done nothing. So she began to squeal. She said, I knew the drug was wrong. I presented it to so-and-so and so-and-so. I told them because guess what? She wasn't going down because she had surety in herself. And guess what, y'all? He won the trial. But guess what happened? The envelope that he had in his hand was blank pieces of paper. He brought her down to bring out truth. What am I saying to you? We take everything that man tell us to take because we have so much confidence in man that man ain't going to fail me. Man ain't going to give me nothing to kill me. I just need something to ease the pain. I just need something so I can live forever. I'm here to tell you because of the name of Jesus and because of you accepting that name. If you die today, you shall live forever. No drug. No drug can help you live forever. It'll help you go on for a few years. But after that, when your body get used to it, guess what? It rejects it. Now they got to give you something else to hold you until they come up with something else that they say can help you. But when things begin to happen behind them saying what they're going to do, you done signed the permission slip. That if they messed up on you, it's all right. You can't get a lawsuit. But I know that in the name of Jesus, that name is so sure. He stands behind everything that's said because of that name that God is not going to be made ashamed of. That's why we have to wait on him. That's why we got to hear from him. Let me tell you something, y'all. Man will present you a case and it sound good and it make you feel good. It actually bring you the peace of the world behind it. But he said, the peace that I give unto you, my peace that I leave unto you is not like the world's peace. He said, my peace that I give unto you, even in the midst of tragedy. He said, there's a calmness, there's a stillness, because I'm in the midst of it. He said, but man's peace that they give you, man, see, this is what we do with man's peace. We wait on man to say it's all right, and then we got peace. We wait on man to tell us, I'm going to give you this. We got peace because our bill's going to be paid. But how many of us can have peace when man say, I can't give you nothing? When man say, 
at the name of Jesus. Because there was a storm that was on the lake. And Jesus was asleep. And when that storm came, see those fishermen, they were used to those type storms. But they were afraid. Come on, who wouldn't be afraid in the midst of a storm? But they forgot. They had a name that was above every name in the midst of the storm. And they went to that name, which was Jesus. But the problem was, Jesus said, I've given you the right. I've given you the authority to rise up and use it. You don't have to come get me to do what I have given you. But Jesus rose up. And he began to speak to the storm. He began to speak to the waves. And what he said, peace be still. Guess what? The storm got to obey Jesus. Whatever storm is in your life, it has to obey the name of Jesus. Whatever's going on in your life, it has to obey the name of Jesus. Because his name is above every name. There was a man that nobody could help. It's in Mark, the fifth chapter. Jesus went into the city of the Gadarenes, into the country. And when he come out of the ship, immediately there met him of of the tombs a man with the unclean spirit. Who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not even with chains. So this man was demon possessed. Chains could not even hold this man. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains. And chains had been plucked asunder by him. And the fetters broken into pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains in the tombs crying. And cutting himself with stones. This is a demon possessed man. And check this. And when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and he bowed before him. See, even demons know that name. Y'all, it's time for the church to get to know that name. Because we're not on one accord. You got some people wish-washy on whom they want to talk to, whom they want to be around. Because we said we don't know what they carry. We carry a name, people. That's above every name that anybody would carry. And because we're carrying that name and we know about that name, we have protection through that name. And nothing shall harm us because of that name. He bowed down and he worshiped Jesus. He recognized who he was. And he said unto him with a loud voice, What have I to do with thee, Jesus? So he was wondering, it ain't my time to go into hell. It ain't my time to be tormented. So why are you coming at me? Jesus was coming at him because he had a hold of what belonged to him, which was man. He was not going to let that man go out like that. He was coming to free him. And Jesus told him to come out and there were many of him there was legions that demon had to obey the name of Jesus what am I saying to you today you have a name that's above every name 
And that name is Jesus. And that name, when you say that name in prayer, the Bible says when two or three are gathered together in my name. Listen at this. In my name. I'm in the midst of them. You cannot touch and agree with any and everybody that don't know about that name. You cannot touch and agree with somebody that's hoping and praying that this shoulda, coulda, woulda happened. You cannot touch and agree with somebody say, if it's his will, it is his will. Whatever his word say is his will. You cannot touch and agree with somebody say, to say, if it's his will, they'll be healed. You know why people say that? Because they're afraid to say, you shall live and not die. And declare the works of the Lord. How can you say it? Because he spoke it. He decreed it. He declared it. He spoke it unto you. So you will say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to rise up. That's what Peter and them did. Because they had so much confidence in their name. It didn't matter what nobody else said. See, I'm going to tell you something. People, family love us so much. That they want us to bow down like they're bowing down. They want us to do what they do. Well, you don't know what's going on. Well, I know what he said. I know what he said. And I'd rather obey him than man. Because this is what he said. I understand what man is saying. But he said, who is man? That you should be mindful of him. Let God be true. And let every man become a liar. Y'all, we have to hold on to truth because like I told you before, you think COVID-19 was something. We got more coming upon this land that you haven't even seen yet. That if you ain't holding on to the name of Jesus, we're going to be taken out of here before our time. And God don't want you taken before your time because God want to use you. God got a plan. He got a purpose for you. The enemy plan is to kill, steal, and destroy. But he said, I have come that you can have life and have it more abundantly. And you having that life through him. Through Jesus Christ. So we have to recognize, y'all, first of all, we got to humble ourselves. Up under the mighty hand of God. We got to recognize, God, I cannot do this without you. God is not about me. It's all about you. This is for your glory to be revealed. Don't let nobody tell you that things that have happened in your life, that it's because of your mother, it's because of your father, it's because it's in your bloodline. Let me give you a scripture. John, the ninth chapter, says, Jesus passed by and he saw a blind man from birth. This man was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Master, Who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither have this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. So no matter what comes your way, don't look at, I'm like this because of this one or that one. Look to him. Which is Jesus and say, I may have come out this way, but this is not the way God want me to be. This is how you have to look at it. This is not God's doing. This is about sin that did come into the world, but this is not his doing. 
So I'm going to glorify him in this. And I'm going to say what his word is saying concerning this. Yo, God is not man that he should lie. God is not man. I want to say this. Quit putting God in the category of man. God is not man. God created man. God is not man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent or change his mind. God said, have I not said it unto you? Shall I not do it for you? Have I not spoken it unto you? Shall I not make it good for you? What have God spoken? God is going to make it good. God don't lie. And the moment that God spoke it, it was already done. It's already done. He's not taking it back. Though we go through different things, God says, stand on what I have spoken. Because I'm not going to change what I have said. Come on, Abraham. Yo, Abraham stood for 25 years. God waited until he was 100 years old to give him Isaac. But Abraham said, Lord, I'm fully persuaded of what you have said. That you shall perform it. Because it's not based on me. Because God, I slept with Hagar. That was a sin. God, I lied. That was a sin. But you're going to stand on what you said because you don't lie. So God, your promises is not based on me. Your promises is based on what you said. So God, you told me to command you. You told me to command you. Give you back your word. That's what God wants. He wants us to give him back his word. Because we trust him and his word. So let me say this again. Because we got some people out here that's listening so hard they done missed it. I never said don't use hand sanitizer. I never said don't use Lysol. I never said don't drink your water. What I'm saying is, if you're using these things, don't put trust in them. Put trust in him. Knowing that we are on this earth, we need cleaning supplies, y'all. We need stuff to help us smell good because after a while we're going to stink. But all of this stuff that we're using, we put more trust in it than we put in God. Women, I don't know about you, but you can go to the makeup counter and you can ask them, what would you say I could use? They would give it to you and you would accept and say, oh, this is what matched my skin. Because you're going on what they say. You putting trust in them. One thing I can say is, when I go in this word, I may not fully understand it right then and there. But if I stick with the word and I meditate on this word day and night, observing to do all that's written therein, I got a promise from God. He said, I shall prosper. I shall have good. That's his promise. 
He given us all of his promises through his word. He said it's need for you to open it up and dive in. He said, because what I have planted, it shall not be uprooted. But everything that he has not planted in your life, it's time for you to uproot it, y'all. We have planted fear seeds. We have planted doubt seeds. We're waiting on man to tell us it's all right. I want to ask you something. What did God say? Did God tell you it was all right before you went to man? God want us to live a life that his word stand above every man's word. Y'all, man have to go on equipment, what they see. Man have to go on pharmacists, the medication. Everybody got to go on somebody and work together to get you what you need. But it's one thing that we can grab hold to that will never change, that remains the same. It's the word. Drugs, they'll take a little out, they'll put a little in. And then they need a dummy to try it on. I didn't call you a dummy. But they need somebody to use that drug to see how it works. Don't they know drugs operate in different people in a different way? Come on. Everybody have a different side effects from drugs. Some people can't take them. Some people can't take certain things because it affects them in different ways. That's why the Bible said we got to wait on the Lord. Again, I say wait. We got to hear what God want us to hear, not what man. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're in a home and you're unequally yoked, and I ain't talking about save and not save. I'm talking about two Christians. One believe in God and one believe in man. That's what I'm talking about. You ain't on one accord. Because both of you got to be in the same place to say, this is what God say and this is what I'm going to do. I love you, baby, but I trust God. Because at the end of the day, God's going to be glorified. That's why you got to know what God's saying. And then through your testimony, that husband or that wife is drawing nigh to him. Because they saw with their own eyes what God did. How do I know this? Because me and my husband, years ago when I went through depression and I couldn't even tell him how I felt. Only thing I knew was something was wrong and I didn't know what it was. Did I go to a doctor? Yes, I did. The doctor told me this is something that happens to you. One, about one time in your life. So I took that. Also took medication that the doctor gave me. And y'all, I felt good. Felt like I was on a high. But when that medicine wore off, I had to keep taking it to keep the same high. And I remember one day when God spoke to me and told me, get rid of it. Come on, you got to hear God for yourself. God said, your mind is controlling your body. He said, I want you to trust me more than you trust in what you're taking. When I heard God, I put it in my pocketbook. He said, you ain't got rid of it because you're still dependent on it. I put it in the medicine cabinet. He said, you ain't got rid of it. You're still dependent on it. When I threw it away, y'all, there was a moving and a shaking that took place in my mind that I never felt before because I trusted God with my whole heart. I didn't have something else to lean on just because. Because when you leaning on something else, you're saying, if God don't work, I got this. Let me tell you something. 
your help. Only thing he needs is for you to believe what he's saying. Am I telling you to do what I've done? No. I'm telling you to get in a place that you can hear God for yourself. God will meet you where you are. But there's a time, y'all, that God is raising up people that's going to trust him with everything. Because this world is coming to an end. Medicine ain't working. It's proven in COVID-19. It's coming to an end. God's going to show you that I'm going to have to be Lord. I'm going to have to be King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That that you're doing ain't working. And men and women is working so hard to make things work for people to live. When you got him, you are living. So I'm telling you today that through me and what I went through, what my husband saw me going through, how he saw me before the Lord, how he saw me going on in spite of what was going on, that's what he, he began to say, what must I do? To be saved. I didn't have to beg him. I didn't have to make him. He saw the life that I was living. And he wanted part of that life. What am I saying to you? Y'all let's quit playing. Either you're going to be for him or you're not. Because we're coming up on some times. That COVID-19. We're looking at it like it's a big dog. It ain't bigger than God. It ain't bigger than Jesus. But it's other things that keep coming. Look at the riots. Come on, look at the riots. There are peaceful protests. When they protest peacefully, but in those peaceful protests, it should be about love and not hate. It should be about Jesus. It should be about making a difference by using the word of God. Yes. Yes, black folks have been done wrong. And as long as you here on this earth, things are going to pop up where you've still done wrong, even after this. But when you know him and you put your hands in his hands and you begin to speak what he will have you to speak, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall be condemned. Don't go out there just running your mouth based on you and how you feel. If you're going to run it, run it for Jesus. And the haters begin to bow down. See, God want everybody to bow a knee to Jesus. This is not about us. It's about Him. 911. What's your emergency? Lost souls. Protest all you want. But somebody need to be saved. If you out there protesting just to be heard, that ain't doing no good at one point or another. But if you're protesting concerning Jesus and what he done, unity, peace, it comes through him. You can't change this world. The only one that can is Jesus. You cannot do it yourself, y'all. Yes. It's a lot of people that has been done wrong. Not only blacks. A lot of people. That truth be told, everybody has been done wrong in some kind of way. But it's time for all races to come together in unity, in love. It ain't about black, 
Hispanics. It ain't about all of that. It's about Jesus. He created us all. He got the whole world in his hands. If you're going to protest, protest for Jesus. Protest about how he loves everybody. Tell the world that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Some people want to be heard because they're full of rejection. They're making it about them. But when you make it about Jesus, you're going to be heard. Your voice is going to be heard on the rooftop. Because he's going to allow your voice to be like a trumpet. Let's don't make this about us. Let's make it about Jesus. Am I saying black lives does not matter? I am not saying that because every life matters. And what was done, it was wrong. But God said, vengeance is mine. I shall repay. You don't take life for life. Because Jesus died for everybody. We want to do it his way. And not man's way. And God is about peace. And not confusion. So let's get into this word. Allow the word to get into us. And let's hear what God has to say. And let's stand on what he has to say. And in closing, I want to say this. If anybody that's out there today that have heard this message, whatever is going on with you, in your body, right now, I'm going to speak to it in that name that's above every name, and it has to bow down. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to pain that's going on in bodies today and I command pain to bow down in Jesus name and whatever is causing that pain I command it to go in Jesus name I command blind eyes to be open I command the lame to walk I command the deaf to hear in the name of Jesus I command every sickness and every disease I command to be healed in Jesus' name. I command every tumor and every growth to disappear in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you that it's already ours. Because every name must bow at the name of Jesus. And I command the blessings of the Lord to make us rich and add no sorrow to it. In Jesus' name, I command spiritual blessings to come upon us in heavenly places in Jesus' name. Because he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I command divine protection in the name of Jesus. Because the word says, no evil shall befall us. Neither shall. No evil. I want y'all to hear me. Shall befall us. Amen. No evil shall befall us. No evil shall befall us. No evil shall befall us in Jesus' name. So I want y'all to know today that God has already done everything he needs to do in Jesus' name. No harm shall befall us in Jesus' name. Because we're covered in the name of Jesus. We have a name that's above 
every name. So grab hold to that name. Meditate on that name. And when you call on that name, knowing that everything that's bringing you torment, that's bringing you fear, is bowing down in that name. Nothing can stand before that name. The word of God has proven it. When Jesus came, everything bowed at that name. Demons recognize that name. Do you recognize that name on today? If you recognize that name, I'm saying go your way in peace. Know that it's already done. God has already done everything that he's going to do. We have to grab hold to what he's already done and we have to walk in it. Don't down nobody else because you're living it and they're not. Begin to pray. Begin to lift them up. Begin to call their name out and say, God, allow them to grab hold to this word like never before. God, whatever is holding them, whatever is keeping them from getting this word. With meekness, this engrafted word, I bind it right now in the name of Jesus. Because you said whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You gave me the keys unto the kingdom. And I have a right to use those keys because of him and not because of me. So go home. Eat this word. Allow this word to be deeply rooted on the inside of you. His name. Jesus' name is above every name. Amen. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth. So we give God glory for that name. And I pray that you have gotten something out of this teaching. I pray that you allow this teaching to get deeply rooted on the inside of you. And I want to say, quit doing it yourself and allow the word to do what we have sent it to do. And I want to finish this scripture. No evil shall befall us, and neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Amen? That's his promises. That's his word. And if you're quoting that, quit looking for COVID-19 to come nigh your dwelling. Because if you're quoting that scripture, guess what? God got those angels around you to protect you. And everywhere the soles of your feet shall tread, you shall possess the land. Amen. Be a light, y'all, into this dying world. Go out there. Oops. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Matthew. God is so good. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Jesus got all the power given to him. He is King of kings, Lord of lords. His name is above every name. Jesus knew what was given unto him. Know today was given unto you. God is saying, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even until the end. The demons are subject unto his name. So know that he has given you his name to cast out demons. He's given his name to heal, deliver, and set the captives free. You're not going on your name. You're going on his name. So when somebody needs to be healed, you're doing it in his name. Quit trying to work up a healing. Know what the word says. Use the word and say, this is what the word has for you today. Be healed in Jesus' name and go your way. 
because it's already done. Because it's done in his name and not your name. Because his name is above every name. Come on and give him glory. Come on and give him some glory. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask, do we have any announcements? Announcements. One more. After the announcements, the deacons can get ready for the tithes and offering, and then we will have our dismissal. Um, worship, sir, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Worship service will be announced once a decision is made. Sunday service will broadcast at 11 a.m. in Clem um, School of Ministry, Tuesday at 7 p.m. On Wednesdays at 8 p.m., you can join Apostle Live on Facebook at Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. Ways to send your tithes and offerings, you can go to www.mtdm.org. You can use our cash app, the dollar sign, MTDM20. You can mail it to P.O. Box 1042, Burgall, North Carolina, 28425. Thank you. Amen. Are the deacons ready?